0: Good Sunday morning, Iowa. It's Dr. Rick Godding. Thanks for spending some time here with me this morning as we enter the midpoint of the summer. Isn't that crazy? It's just, I mean, I was just planning out our summer, it seems, sitting down at the table with my wife. I guess it would be three months ago now. Like, well, we have to get things planned out because you can't just... go into summer, I mean, our schedules are so busy that it's just, you have to have things, I mean, obviously I have to give my office and the hospital some, uh, some lead time if I'm going to leave, and, um, I have to schedule different things, like even recording the show and things like that, so, but all, all of a sudden, it's mid-July, and wow, I can't, I just can't believe it, we're halfway there, summer's so fleeting, and it's been, it's been pretty nice. It hasn't been too crazy hot here. So I went on vacation, and I think my last update was that I was going to go to Colorado and ride my new e-mountain bike, and the situation was my wife was going to go to Florida with a couple of her high school friends and they, you know, friends that she's gotten together with over the years and they haven't gotten together for a few years. So they were planning on this. Kids were going to go down to Oklahoma to see my mom. And so her trip fell through. And so my trip, I said, well, I can have a few days with my wife without the kids and we can put the dogs in boarding and we can pretend (laughs) that we're empty nesters or, uh, or I guess it's more fun to pretend that uh, that we're young and don't have kids. But uh, anyway, so I did that and spent some time with my wife. So she flew the kids down to Oklahoma, and then I flew down to get them. But it was real wonky. They, on their way down, they missed a connection in Dallas, and so it was quite an ordeal to get down there. And... So when I got down there, so I flew down, I got into Tulsa, I, got, I guess I got to my mom's house about 11, she lives just outside of Tulsa, and went to bed, got up the next morning and started looking at the flights, I said, you know, I don't see anything, I just don't have a good feeling, so I rented a car one way from the Tulsa airport to the Des Moines airport, and we got home in about the same time, and so... When I got home, we looked on the computer and the flight that we were going to get out of Tulsa was delayed to the point that we never would have made our connection in Dallas. So it would have been an extra, you know, and it was the end of the week and the girls were ready to get home and all that. So, so that turned out good. And we, we were able to cancel before the flight. So we were able to get our, I don't know if it's credits or refund, but we we didn't eat the money anyway. So that was good. It was good to see mom and I saw my aunt Susie. and, and uh, uncle Bob and they're doing well. I did not see my grandmother and we were just in so quick and she's 90. Well, let's see. She was born in 40. No, 30. I think she was born in 1930. So she would be 93. I think, well, I, I think those years are a little bit off cause I, I forgot to ask her what year she was born, but she's definitely mid nineties cause we were, so I called her the other day and it's always, you know, at this point, you know, we used to talk about a lot of different stuff and, uh, it seems like at this point I talked to her about what the kids are doing and how, you know, the family's doing. And then, and we don't really talk about any current events or anything like that which we used to do a lot, but she really is now sort of downloading a lot of information to me that, and it's really wonderful because it's, it's a, well, it's a lesson on life, but it's also a lesson in history and also a lesson in family history, and so it's interesting if you've been listening to the show for a while, you've heard me talk about my grandma, and we go up to the truck stop in Copan, which she lives in Dewey, Oklahoma, which is a suburb of Bartlesville. And Bartlesville is about 45 minutes north of Tulsa, uh, where I grew up, mostly from the time I was 12, where my mom my mom went to high school and grew up there. So my grandmother was telling me that she she was from Coffeeville, Kansas. And she went to Coffeyville, I guess, community college. It was a two-year college. I don't know if it was community college or whatever. And she graduated in 1948. And so we were, or 47. So right in there, right after the war. Because uh, we were talking about uh, the, the, the origin of the conversation was just, we kind of got to talk a little bit about how How there's not been a generational struggle since World War II in this country. You know, if you look back on the history of our countries, of our country and just in civilization in general, there's been a generational struggle. Usually they come about every 80 years or so, uh, just cyclically. Uh, That's what the historians and economists will say. So we're smack dab due for one right now and when you talk about generational struggle and sometimes they come back to back so generational struggle if you look in the US history well you, you have if you just start with the the fact that prior to the industrial revolution everything was just a struggle all the time i mean if you were in if you were live in the 1600s it was a struggle to stay alive. I mean, even if you were wealthy, I mean, there was no, they didn't have a real sanitation, they didn't have real, I mean, clean water, and and uh, uh, they didn't really have any medications to speak of, just herbs and things, and you know, if you got an infection, I mean, you could just die from it because there was no antibiotics. Everybody was, most people were malnourished, and so it was, it was as, uh Described by uh, um, Hobbes Thomas Hobbes described life as nasty, brutish, and short. and so that's kind of how it was until the industrial revolution. And then sort of as as a civilizationally generational struggles, you had the the Revolutionary War, so seventeen seventy six and then a hundred years later, you had the Civil War so that's you know and then uh, and then in between there you had the war of 1812 and then just the general struggles of settling a new continent and the struggles of you know the the war of the people that were already here versus the people who were coming and and all those struggles so then you had you had the great depression which was just about 80 years after that. And then you had World War One, and then quickly World War II after that. But again, that's that's almost like one era. Anyway, point is, was, we were just talking about how, because she was talking about how she did not date in high school because nobody had any money to go out on dates with and everything was rationed because this was during World War Two. Very few people had cars and the ones that did had stamps for gasoline I'm sure some of the people listening will remember this but you know all of the rationing and all of the all of the sacrifice and all of the the deaths and all of all of that and then after World War II came the 1950s of course which was just boom times right I mean and we've not really had since that time a generational struggle now we've had some wars the you know Korea and Vietnam obviously Iraq and Afghanistan, but those never affected us here on the home front really, and so that's kind of how we started talking about it. But it's just interesting because it's it's you you worry. I, you know I've talked about this book that I read before, eighteen forty six, the year of decision, and it talks about just the toxic political atmosphere in eighteen forty six. Well, twenty years later, it was pretty rough. But so that's just the background of what we were talking about, and so. She, so when she graduated from her college, she came down to work. She was offered a job in Bartlesville at the Phillips Petroleum Company, which at that time was headquartered in Bartlesville because Frank Phillips was from Bartlesville. So he started that. And that company actually was, was headquartered there until they were bought by Exxon. Was it Exxon? One of the big oil companies bought Phillips and they moved their corporate headquarters down to Houston, but from the time it was founded until uh, in the 2000s at some point, um, Phillips Petroleum, this giant worldwide hundreds of billions of dollar corporation was, was, uh, was headquartered in Dewey, Oklahoma with populations, I don't know, 10, 15,000. And so my, I don't think Dewey's that big. Dewey might be more like four or 6,000. And uh, so my grandma went down and interviewed and was offered a job. She actually, the, the detail of that story is she went down after her first year of college and interviewed and they didn't have anything for her because she was looking for an internship. And then when she graduated they actually sought her, whoever she interned with down there. And so she got a job at Phillips Petroleum which she was a uh, administrative assistant and she worked there her whole career and she met my grandfather who had come back from the war and was actually sacking groceries at the local grocery store there, which she so she she told me, she said, I, I got this job offer down in Bartlesville, and so I said I have to go back up to Coffeyville and give two weeks' notice where I was. And I said, oh, my gosh, what did you do? I mean, how, how did you do that? So she had a friend in Bartlesville. She stayed with her for a couple of days, and then she— found a room to rent, uh, in this woman's house. And I said, uh, how much did that cost you? (laughs) And it was, I think she said $14 a month. And so that's just crazy. Right. And so she lived there for a while and it was just a room and she got to keep some stuff in the refrigerator. And so she said she would eat at a cafe every night for dinner and that's how she was kind of getting to know my grandfather. Then she was able to get her own apartment which had a shared bathroom, but she had her own kitchen and living room and bedroom. And she was paying $25 a month for that. And then about a year or so later, she and my grandpa had really, he had gotten a job for the painting contractor and so he became a painter and painted his whole life. And so they got married after she found the apartment, they got married and then they moved in together there and looked for a house and they found a house and it's the same house they live in now that I take my kids to. And they had about 3 or 4 acres and they were paying $57 a month. Or she said they were paying 53 and then it went up to 57 because of the taxes, but they ended up paying it off early and she has lived there her whole adult life. And out in the back is the little shed where they used to, they used to raise two, they would buy two calves and raise them both up and slaughter one for the meat and sell the other one. And that would pay for the next two. (laughs) And they would get about a year's worth of meat. So that's what they ate. it's just, it's just interesting because it's just a different, it's just a different planet. I mean, that's, that's so far removed. I mean, imagine that, how far removed that is from today. And it's always good to to remember that so anyway that was my my trip but I will tell you you know I do care about not just orthopedics but I care about everybody being healthy and I've talked about diet and things like that and for me what's tough is uh having the kids around on the weekends because we like to have all the kids at our house because then I can watch them you know my daughters are going to be 14 and and uh, uh 13 and 15 they're 12 and 14 now And so they ask if they can have friends over. I say, yes, you can have your friends over. They can come over and they can stay late and hang out because we want them there. But what that means is there's chips and pizza and hamburgers and everything all the time. And so I have trouble on my weekends. And so uh, I've been worried about my blood pressure and my blood sugar and the reason for the blood pressure. And we can go into a discussion about this. I've talked about this before as I do do the testosterone supplementation because... I checked my testosterone level and it's super low and that's been great for building muscle and endurance and it's been great for uh, overall body composition although I'm still overweight but uh so I wanted to look at all these things and so I went to get my testosterone injection and they told me they wouldn't give it cuz it was cuz at the clinic cuz my blood pressure was too high it was like 150 over 100 and that was the first time they and they track it every time so that was the first time it was that high I went and ordered this thing on called the Respirate, R-E-S-P-E-R-A-T-E, and it's a breathing tool. And you basically put the sensor on your belly, put the headphones in, and you listen to it and it you, plays soothing music and directs you how to breathe and you slow down to like four breaths a minute. And this is supposed to lower your blood pressure. It's the only FDA-approved device to lower bro- blood pressure because there's medications, but it's the only device. So I bought that. And I went to Walgreens, I got a blood pressure cuff, and I got a blood glucose monitor, because when I had my shoulder surgery a couple of years ago, they said, oh, your blood sugar's a little high, you better check it. And I found out you can actually get a hemoglobin A1c test at Walgreens that you can do at home. And it's $50 for two tests, and you test about once every three months, and I think you can buy refill stuff. So I said, well, geez, I'm just going to check that, because that's really what you want anyway. I was going to checked my sugar a bunch of different times, but I just said, well, I'll get the hemoglobin A1C test. And my hemoglobin A1C was a little on the high side of normal, but it was still normal. So there's just, there's so much opportunity now to monitor your health and improve it, and of course I've been riding my bike a ton, and I've been lifting weights and all that stuff, but if I can just get that, get those weekend, (laughs) weekends under control, we'll be okay. And, but I'm gonna give some feedback Uh, so I did the Respirate, R-E-S-P-E-R-A-T-E, and it's a machine, and it's a little pricey, it was about 300 bucks, but I thought, well, if I can get my blood pressure down without taking medicine, uh, I will, and, you know, this is stress relief, and there's, you know, and, you know, I have a fairly stressful life, so I will let you know if I'm able to get my blood pressure down using this thing, and, uh, I'm hoping I can because I really don't want to go on medication, but at the same time, I don't know if I mentioned it, but one of my best friends from medical school, my age, who's a physician, obviously, just died of a massive stroke not too long ago. so I you know, I'm starting to get to that i'm fifty three so I getting to that point where those things are happening not all that often, but I am seeing that happen to people that I know and people that are my age, so it really just makes it it's one of those one of those things, you know, all of a sudden. I just can't believe it, you know, it seems like yesterday I was 40. <laughs> and when you're 40, you still think you're really young and you really you are because when you're 53 it's like, okay. I mean, I'm I'm a couple of years from getting the senior discount. <laughs> so but I will definitely give you updates on that, but I would say you know, you can get the hemoglobin a1c test at Walgreens. You can get in and then, you know, if you just are curious, uh you can also I'm, I'm sure ask your doctor to order one. I, I think probably most doctors would if you ask them to. I don't know how that all works because I don't, I don't play in that arena. But yeah, work on keeping yourself healthy. I'm always working on that and I'll let you know how all those things go. I'll let you, if this Respirate thing is able to lower my blood pressure without medication, I will let you know and uh, pass that information on. Now, there may be an app and I'll be looking. There may be a phone app you could buy that would do the same thing. I think probably some listeners might be savvy enough to do that and some might not be. Uh, but after I bought it and I got it and I thought, oh gosh, this thing really, I probably could have just bought an app. <laughs> there probably is an app or something cheaper or a cheaper way, but I'll look into that too. But if I am able to get my blood pressure down doing this, I'll certainly let everybody know. I wouldn't tell anyone to come off their blood pressure medicine or anything like that, but if it works and you're maybe on the verge of going on to medicine, then maybe you could try it. So, So that's my midsummer story today and i hope everybody is doing very well and i hope everybody's enjoying the summer and taking good care of yourself and your health and uh you have a blessed week iowa